Welcome to the Crimson Circle monthly meeting for our Shoud in the Emergence series. We're here at the beautiful Villa Amio as we get ready for Adamus with Jeff. So I invite each of us to feel the beauty. You can breathe it in and be here. Be here. So take the good deep breath and breathe the I am here. Breathe and feel the beauty of nature that's surrounding us. Take that good deep breath and allow for you. With each breath, we let the consciousness open, the awareness, the awareness open. Take the good deep breath and allow energy to serve you as we begin, as we begin the shout. Take the good deep breath and breathe in Adamus. He's here with every breath, every step of the way. So stay with the good deep breath and let that flow with you. Breathe. I am that I am. Adamus of St. Germain. Ah, I take a good deep breath along with the ones Linda was doing with all of us. I take a good deep breath into this beautiful air here at Villa Amio on the big island of Hawaii. And when I come in for the workshops or to your shouts as we travel around the world together, I love breathing the air and and really feeling the essence of the energy. All the energy of a place, no matter where it is, is it's in the air. Uh, it's in the ground as well, but you can really sense it, bringing it in through the breath. Now, of course, I'm getting the breath through Kaldra, but yet I can feel what he's feeling, even if he's not aware of all the feelings. I can feel the smell of fruit in the air, um, fruit being grown on the trees all around here. Uh, I can smell the smell of coffee, not only from Calder's, well, actually my coffee, but from all the coffee being grown around here. I can smell the ocean. I can smell the spirit of Pele. Uh, Pele, her, her spirit is so prevalent on the islands, but particularly here on the island with a big volcano. She's real because there are those who believe in her. And, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like any entity being sold or not sold. If if there are those who believe in the entity, it becomes so it, it becomes what well, becomes a truth of sorts. So there was enough who believed in Pele that uh, she actually became real. Was just like Chambra. Chambra is is a is an entity. It's not just a group of you all around the world, but Chambra is an entity, and it's not a soul being, but yet it's a it's kind of like a group consciousness, and it becomes so. So there is really something called Chambra, 
in the other realms and here on this planet. So I love smelling into even entities like Pele, who's here on the planet, and all the amazing history that's here. Oh, I, I can smell the tourists as well. They don't smell quite as nice as some of the natural things here, but they bring with them a different energy when they come over from one of the mainlands. So I come here to Villa Amio. I smell, I smell Amio in the air, and it's particularly strong and beautiful because that's what's growing here, here at Villa Amio, in these beautiful grounds. Enough Shambra have been here now to really start an energy and to get it evolving and expanding. And even if you never come here in person, you can still tap into this beauty of Amyo. Amyo, it's the good life, the master's life. And you know, we're talking about so many things right now in our Kihak sessions in our shouts at the workshop, so many different things, but you could say in a way where it's all leading to is the Amyo life. We're talking about the new relationship with energy. We're talking about how energy works for you. We're, we're talking about physics of consciousness and energy. We're, we're talking about so many different things, but ultimately it's all related to Amyo. Amyo is the word that means really that energy is coming to you, it's your friend, it's serving you. It's the good life. You, you no longer have to struggle or suffer for energy. It's no longer something out there that's battling you, that's, that's trying to uh, either shape you, transform you, or oppose you. Amio is this beautiful consciousness that we're going into. It was particularly important to introduce Amyo a number of years ago because knowing that you wanted to stay here on the planet and, and a surprising number have, and knowing that you chose to stay in the physical body, which is in itself quite a chore, it's not really natural. Knowing that you were going to spend many, many, many more years here on the planet as standards, but also enjoying life and bringing that with you eventually to the other realms, enjoying life on this planet. It was so important to bring in the whole concept of Amyo, energy coming to you, energy that you can breathe in and sense, energy that's a friend, energy that's serving you, the Amyo life. Here at the Villa Amyo is a perfect example of it. There's a free-flowing energy. There is a relaxed energy here. There's an energy that is in service. So uh, even those who are coming here in just a few short days for uh, the workshops and gatherings are going to feel so nurtured and supported. And it's because of that Amyo that's embedded right here. And that's becoming part of your life also. So breathe in Amyo. Amyo, whether you ever come here to Villa Amyo or not, no matter where you are, breathe in Amyo. It's the energy serving you. It's the good life. It's where you're no longer stressed about all these other things. You know, we've, we've come so far over the years. 
really moving beyond a lot of the wounds and, and integrating a lot of the aspects in a relatively short time. I know for some of you, you don't think it was such a short time, but it was a relatively short time. Ten years of letting go of some of the traumas of being on this planet, letting go of the whole concept of karma. Uh, because you don't want that karma. You, you don't want to continue in those cycles and patterns and suffering and uh, attempts at redemption. Ten years to get over wounds of a thousand lifetimes. When you look at that statistically, it's not so long. Ten years to release all the wounds of a thousand lifetimes. And here we are now entering into the Amyo life. Let's take a deep breath with that. Let's take a good deep breath in the beauty of what you are creating in your own life. Now, I know there's still some residual. There's still some issues that you're still trying to work through, but you eventually just release. I know some of you are still in that whole issue of uh, lack of abundance. But these things are passing. If you've made it this far, if you still consider yourself Chambra, these things are passing. They, they become minor. And pretty soon, they're not even in your life. We've talked a lot lately about just letting go of the struggle and the battle. You're never going to resolve your problems. I mean, the human emotional problems. The mind doesn't want it. Because the mind... It feeds, it lives off of working on problems. So you're never going to resolve them, but you can let them go. You're never going to heal your aspects, but you can allow them to integrate back home with you. And yes, there are still some residual things out there, but I think if you really feel into it, you can sense that these things are becoming less and less and less every day. Life is becoming less of a struggle. Now, for some of you, it might be a little boring right now. But that's just a phase you move through from the struggles in life and eventually into the amyo life. Let's take a deep breath and feel. I mean, really sense the amyo life for you. For you. It means many different things. There are many different truths of it to many different people. But the Amyo life for you. In a way, being at peace with your body and your mind. No more battles. Uh, meaning that there's not that internal struggle that's going on all the time. It becomes a thing of the past. It becomes wisdom, actually. It becomes wisdom. So let's take a deep breath into all the wisdom that's distilled from all of your struggles, all of your challenges. A good deep breath. Ah. I can feel the energy changing just as we're sitting here. In our last shout, we talked about, well, 2019, but we talked specifically about your new friends. 
how never forget when I first mentioned you have new friends coming into your life this year, there were actually some moans and groans from the audience. Perhaps some of the uh, memories of friends are not that good or a lot of energy feeding from friends, but these new friends that are coming in, they're a different type of friend. New friends coming in, remember we talked about the master. The master as a friend. Not as some lofty concept, not some divinity that's somewhere else, but literally you and the master walking together, conscious of each other. I'm aware of whether it's the voice of the master, the, the essence of the master, but conscious of that. And then we talked about the we go. Remember, we had such a hard time with uh, dear Linda Visa and Peter trying to write on the board, but um, it was just some technical interference coming from a uh, one John Kaderka. But we finally got it. We go. It's like the ego, but we. It's the we. It's the master. It's the I am. It's it's the new identity, not just the lonely human identity, uh, struggling to get through life, but a we go. We go, we also go into our creations for more discovery and then more creations. We go, kind of the, the new ego. After our last session, I literally dropped in on uh, Sigmund Freud uh, because uh, I, I was a bit harsh in our last shout uh, about him, saying that he had really villainized the ego, which um, he agreed that he actually had. And I talked to him about the concept of we go. Uh, he had a bit of a hard time with it. He's still a little stuck in some of his uh, psychoanalytical ways, but then he really felt into it. And it began making sense to him. Now, he doesn't use the same terminology we do as in the master, as in the I am, but he had a, a sense of the subconscious and the superconscious. And he started feeling into it and realizing that instead of just the human alone on their journey and their experiences, that it was really the we, the, the, the I am, the master, the human. And before I left, he agreed that this we go is the new identity, the new ego. So I told him I'd drop by from time to time to get his feedback, his opinions on it. We talked about the we go, the, the new identity. And we said your third friend is energy. That's such an important one right now. Energy. I mean, energy is everywhere. Energy is what gives definition to all of this, earth, reality, everything else. Said so that energy is going to become your friend. And I know a lot of you have wondered how that happens. Well, how, do, how do we do that? How, how do I go from energy just being a kind of a, a concept or energy even being something that's uh, opposing you into a, a beautiful, a beautiful new relationship with energy? Then later on in our shout, we brought in the one known as John Kaderka. John Kaderka, and reminding you that he was working on kind of a special link, something that would uh, oh, link together, open a communication pathway be between the human and the master in particular, but ultimately also the I am. 
And it was quite a delight for John to be there. And of course, he was doing a little tinkering with the uh, the technical uh, equipment at the studio just to show he was really there. Since then, uh, John has asked that we address him by the uh, the name, the new name, FM, FM. And at first I thought this would be uh, spelled out, but it's just two letters, according to John, FM. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I imagine you can all speculate or get on your social media, but uh, FM, and, and perhaps like uh, FM radio, as opposed to AM radio, uh, or frequency modulation, or, well, John says it's up to you to try to figure out what his new nickname, FM, means. <laughs> so John came in and talked about how he was working on this new link. We did a beautiful marab, feeling into this new communication connection between the master, the human, the I am. Let's take a good deep breath with that. Uh, that was a beautiful marab. And you start to realize that it's not necessarily the master is going to speak in words. It's not necessarily that the I am is going to suddenly um, have a bush burning in front of you or anything like that. But you realize that suddenly there's just a presence. There, there's a pathway that's opened between between you, between, well, the we go, the whole we go, a new communication pathway. And remembering at the core of all this that energy itself is just communication. Energy is just the song of the I am. Just a communication. So when you feel into what we're doing right now, with this pathway into uh, communication with the master, the human and the I am. And you realize that that energy is just communication. It all ties together. It's all quite beautiful. Let's feel into that for a moment. Our Amarab from last month in the presence of FM, the one formerly known as John Kaderka. Take a good deep breath and feel into opening that communication. And, uh, and really, I do believe what it means is opening the energies as well between the human, the master, and the I am. You know, there's been a lot of uh, kind of barriers between the human and the other parts of self, between the human and, and even nature. But between the human and, and all and the total body of consciousness and now we're opening those pathways and again don't expect to hear words or or get signs or anything like that it's a very subtle feeling very gentle feeling it's uh it's like a resonance i don't want to say vibration but it's a well it's kind of like a hum that's there and you feel yourself getting closer and closer and closer to this. So in this new communication conduit, this new pathway 
that we did in Amarab last month. There, there's an important ingredient in it. Uh, some of you even asked afterwards, why hasn't this been brought out sooner? Or what exactly is this link? Uh, and I told you in, in the shout last month that it's not necessarily new. It's not like uh, uh, FM designed or created anything new in the laboratory, but through his um, sensing and feeling, he was able to dis to kind of rediscover this pathway. There's something important in it. And that importance in it is the subject we call truth. Truth. Ah. Well, truth is a tricky thing. Uh, truth can be very misleading. Uh, truth can run you down a lot of rabbit holes and dead ends. And truth becomes very, very philosophical and not necessarily meaningful. But this link uh, that, that Kaderka FM helped bring here is basically ab all about truth. Truth. Now, you know, humans have sought truth for a long, long time. Not always. Not always. When you go back to the Lemurian or the early Atlantean days, there, there really wasn't, there wasn't a word for truth. Uh, there, it wasn't in consciousness. There was no discussion of truth. You could say that in the Lemurian times that you were so busy in discovery, discovering this planet, discovering how energy coalesces and works here on, in this realm. You're busy discovering the various kingdoms of the earth, uh, the fairy kingdom, the forest kingdom, the animal kingdom, water kingdom. You're so busy in your incarnations, in your stories, that uh, this thing of truth really never, well, didn't have any consciousness. It wasn't in vocabulary. It wasn't discussed. And it wasn't until the latter days of Atlantis, particularly when humans are trying to discover the source. They didn't have a word for God. They didn't have any consciousness of God. But they were trying to find source. Where did everything flow from? Uh, they, they really actually didn't have a word for energy, but where did energy come from? So in their quest for, for source, to discover source, they, they started to come up with this word that we now know as truth. What's the truth? Where, where is, the, um, where is the, the real meaning and truth of all things of life? When the whole concept of truth then kind of went out for a long, long time, shortly after the downfall of Atlantis, as there were beings living uh, underground and, and eventually emerging all through the world, there really wasn't any uh, consciousness, once again, of, of truth, kind of like the dark ages of truth. And it really wasn't until uh, the earlier Egyptian times that, uh, once again, this this concept of truth started coming out again. Truth was lost for a, a long, long time, or the quest for truth was lost. Then in the Greek times, ah, truth became a fashion. The Greek times uh, were so very philosophical. And, and really, 
were great expansiveness of consciousness at the time. So truth became, once again, a word that was used. It was brought into consciousness once again. But it got rather philosophical. There were a lot of debates about truth. Oh, there were a lot of arguments and fights about what truth was. And the funny thing is that in spite of all the discussions about truth, and eventually books about truth, uh, nobody's ever really found truth. I haven't found truth. One thing that's very interesting about the whole concept of truth is that the more conscious a person is, the more desire they have for truth. The more conscious a society is, the more of a desire they have for truth. They, they begin a, a quest for truth, trying to find the answers, the meaning, the truth in things. Uh, and, and it's interesting, once you get this concept of truth, then it gets into the mind. It becomes a, a mental concept, which it was never really intended to be. Once it gets into the mind, the mind has a way of playing with it. The mind has a way of debating itself. It has a way of uh, running down a lot of these rabbit holes uh, in a way knowing that it's never going to come up with an answer, but still trying to. So truth is a great mind game, great game for the mind, perhaps even the ultimate game for the mind. But just like the, the mind actually creates artificial feelings, it really doesn't have any true feelings of its own. Its quest for truth is not real. It, it's, it's a mental attempt. But the mind actually knows it's not going to find truth. Actually, it doesn't really want to find truth. So it becomes a great big philosophical game of the mind, even though truth is more of a playground for the conscious than the unconscious. If you feel into it, look into it for a moment. The, if you know people who are, and it isn't meant in a disparaging way, but they're relatively unconscious. They're, they're just aware of getting through the day barely. Uh, if you feel into them for a moment, they, they don't really have a concept of truth other than perhaps the simplistic concept that there's truth and there's lies. But I mean, I'm talking about a deeper level truth, a meaning, a purpose. So truth becomes a great game of the mind and it can actually be a great distraction along the way. Uh, in your uh, coming to realization. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't talked about truth or love, which we'll have in a separate discussion. But I haven't talked much about truth in, until now, until this new communication link between the master, the human, and the I am. Feel into it for a moment, into, into truth. truth. It's ultimately what this wonderful communication link between the master, the human, and the I am is. Truth. Something that humans have sought for a long, long time, but never really found. You see, truth to me is two things. 
there's the external truths. And there really is no one truth. Everything is a truth. Uh, the fact that there is an ocean behind me is a truth, and trees behind me is a truth. Truth can be very external, and basically, truth is what is perceived. What is perceived. And it can either be literal, uh, physical, perceiving the, the palm trees and the ocean. Truth can be what is perceived or actually what is believed. Truth is really, in a way, a level of consciousness. There's truth that you might be either masculine or feminine. And truth that you might be a certain age or weight. Truth that you need a certain amount of sleep at night. And truth that uh, you drive a car. Truth that there are grocery stores. These are all truths, but not the truth. And they're all external. And when people are seeking truth, most of the time they go external. Most of the time they go out there seeking truth. And when truth isn't found here on the planet, then they go off into the other realms. They go off into the stars in the universe and beyond looking for truth. And there are truths, but not the truth that a conscious being is really seeking. There is truth in the other realms. And once you get beyond this universe and, and the stars and you haven't found the truth, then they start seeking truth in the other realms. They seek truths through a God that they never really truly know, through angelic beings that uh, maybe they have, have been visited by, but probably not. They seek truth in all sorts of things, in spirits, in fairies. And they seek truth in science and physics. They, they seek truth external, but the funny thing is they'll never find the truth because there are all truths. There's all truth in a way. All truth in a way. But not the truth that one is truly seeking. Then there is the internal truth, which we'll talk more about in a moment. Your truth. And it's interesting that as a conscious being gets more into truth, they, they start to search external, but eventually uh, they're not going to find it, and then they start going within. What is the inner truth? What is the truth within me? Uh, and there begins a very long and arduous journey into the discovery of truth. And here in truth is when they're faced with the greatest mirrors of all. They are faced with having to look at themselves and ask if this was in truth. And all their aspects, all their past lives, all what they would consider their weaknesses, all looking to these, uh, are, is this truth? Is this my truth or not my truth? You know, I've talked many times about the fact that most of the thoughts going through your mind and your body, your physical body, are not really yours. Uh, the thoughts come from mass consciousness and ancestors and past lives and the body mostly from ancestors. 
So you're searching within into your thoughts and even into your body looking for truth. And what do you come by? There's a lot of, well, mistruths. It's still a truth. Again, remember, uh, I define a truth as what you perceive. What you perceive. Particularly as it relates to the outside world, but to a large degree on the inside world. Your truth is what you perceive about yourself. Now, to make matters even more confusing with this whole issue of truth, is that the world is filled with lies. I, I'm going to call them truthful lies. The world is filled with truthful lies. You, you live on a planet with other humans, and uh, lying is pretty much taken for granted. I mean, lying is pretty much accepted. It's not that necessarily people like it, but they accept the lie. You find it in everything. You find it uh, in your friends uh, who hasn't had a friend or, or even a relative uh, who hasn't lied to them. And it's so devastating when you find out because, well, then all forms of trust begin to go away with them. In a way, in, you learn along the way to trust less and less and less in that outer world, in other people. And then the pressure is on you to trust more in yourself. But even you've been filled with lies. Well, you've lied to others, of course. You've lied yourself about a lot of things. So you've got a world that you live in that is filled with lies. And how is it supposed to be easy then? How are you supposed to even find the truth if, you're, if everything is filled with lies? Your, your news media. It's a truth in a way, but it's also a distortion. It's a lie. You're advertising. How many, how many times have you heard or read advertisements for products and then you went out and bought it and it wasn't exactly as advertised? So here you are in this world of mistruths. And you know at any moment anybody would lie to you just to protect themselves. So this whole concept of the search for the truth becomes very, very challenging, very distorted. Uh, and I do want to pause for a moment and say that even a lie is a truth. It's a distortion, but even it then becomes a truth. Because there is consciousness behind it. There is belief behind it. Uh, even if somebody lies and they know they're lying, they are creating a story, kind of an alternative story, the lie story, but they actually begin to start to believe it. And a really good liar will actually believe all their lies and then live it out. So in a way, I could argue philosophically that it is all truth, even though it was based on a lie. A lot of your own life, your own journey, has been a truthful lie. Thinking that you're coming into this lifetime, you're, uh, you're going to get a job, get educated, have a family, uh, live, try to live a normal life. That, that was a true lie. And you kind of knew it, and you knew it really wasn't you, but you went ahead and did it. So in a way, you were lying to yourself. I'm not putting any judgment behind the word lying. I'm just saying that 
It was a distortion of truth. So you live in a, a world filled with lies. You live in an internal reality based upon a lot of lies. But yet, in a way, it becomes your truth. And it's what you live. But, and this is a great big but, you know it's not real. You know it's not you. You know it's not the truth. Now, remember I said that in the external truths, you'll never find the truth. Uh, if, if your desire is to go out there and find uh, a God that's running the whole show, you're not going to find it. If you're trying to find a meaning of life out there, or, uh, philosophically, or a meaning of life even uh, through a special potion or anything else, you're not going to. It wasn't designed that you're ever going to find the truth out there. Physicists and scientists can learn more and more and more about your physical reality, but they're never going to find the truth. Theologians, philosophers, they can find out more and more about consciousness, awareness, but they're never going to find the truth out there. For the only truth that there is resides within. The only truth. So when FM, John Kaderka, was looking into this communication link, you know, and he was a software programmer, an electrical engineer in his most recent lifetime. When he was looking for how to create this efficient link between the human and the master and the I am, this communication link, when he was looking at the essence of energy, he really looked ultimately at truth at truth and we've got our villa dog here with us bell the villa dog coming to visit right at the moment of truth ah see so much so much truth and beauty in this in this wonderful dog uh, you see uh bell who actually um according to linda and caldra belongs to the neighbors but i'm starting to doubt that uh bell is beginning to uh, I don't want to say hold, but beginning to uh, radiate the amyo energy. She picked it up, running around the property, sleeping here at the villa long hours. She's beginning to pick up that whole amyo energy. She's becoming the amyo dog. Perhaps you should change her name, dear Linda Visa, to amyo. Or at least to uh, Bella, Bella amyo. Yes, good. So a slight distraction here as we're talking about the truth. The only, the only real truth is within. Now, that doesn't make anything else untrue because it's, they're all truths out there, even if they're lies. They're all stories, even if, even if they're not based on what you would call reality. Let's come back to the point. Truth is perception, how you perceive something. Perception is awareness. Awareness is consciousness. Let's go through that again. Truth is perception, how you perceive the outer world. You can perceive it any way you want. How you perceive yourself. Perception is simply awareness, being aware of. 
some people have a limited perception, limited awareness. And I believe I've told the story of at one point some of the indigenous uh, um, American Indians and some of the other indigenous around the world, they, they didn't see the ships coming in because they didn't have the awareness sailing ships coming in it simply wasn't in their perception and i've told you how even in the atlantean times uh, the early atlantean times you didn't see the stars in the sky at night and it's hard to believe now because you look out at the night sky and that's filled with stars but there wasn't the awareness there wasn't uh, let's call it the bandwidth to even perceive it so it simply wasn't there even though it was there the truth was there was no stars because that's what you perceived no stars so we have perception truth is perception perception is awareness awareness is consciousness the ability to be aware of to perceive you're aware of the reality, the physical reality you live in, but not really so aware of the other realms that are all around. And they're not out there. All the other realms and dimensions are crossing through right here. You're simply not aware. Partly because, A, you really haven't been ready yet. It would have been a little bit uh, of a distraction. Uh, and uh, partly also, because the mind blocks it. Now, I say the mind blocks it, and now also say that the mind, in a way, has been of service by blocking it. And also that the mind now, in this whole shift into the amyo life, the mind starts relaxing, uh, letting go of a lot of control, a lot of limitations, to the point where it's going to allow you to perceive things that are beyond the eyes and the ears and the human senses, but also beyond the mind's uh, memory, the mind's qualia. You'll be able to start perceiving things in the other realms in actually a very beautiful way. It won't be overwhelming or uh, disconcerting. Uh, in very simple, beautiful ways. So let's take a good deep breath with that, with truth, perception, awareness, consciousness, the ability to perceive all that is outside of you because actually it's all coming from within. That's the amazing thing. It's all coming from within. You perceive it to be on the outside, but everything is actually being perceived from within. The stars at night, the, the universe, the galaxies, the vast ocean out here. It's actually all about inner perception and it's actually all your energy. It's all your energy. Let's take a good deep breath with that. So, Let's go back to the link, the communication link between human master and I am, something that hasn't been there in a long, long time, been out of communication. It's actually been out of perception, out of awareness. 
Now, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about Pronost, our recent Pronost. It was different than the other Pronosts that we've had. It was about the world, as Pronost is meant to be, but it was also about about you. It was a much more personal than the other Pronosts. We needed to talk about where the world was going, about technology, about this whole new species of humans that's coming about. We needed to talk about the, the flow and the direction on the planet right now, where consciousness is. In order to get to the point where we talked about the dragon entering. In Pronost, we said that the dragon enters not only the planet, not only the planet right now, but it enters into your life as well, with a very, very different effect that it has on the rest of the planet. But the dragon enters, it comes in. The dragon is something that probably touched more Chambra uh, than anything else in a long time. The, the symbolisms of the dragon, the affinity, the, the closeness to the dragon. Uh, touch Chambra all around the world and so many of you had your personal stories about the dragon coming in, about, about your past with the dragon. So in Pronost we talked about the dragon entering now. And the role of the dragon is to, in your personal life, is to really clear a lot of the old guilt and shame. Guilt and shame from other lifetimes, uh, but in this lifetime as well. Guilt and shame that simply cannot be brought with you into realization. It can't. We talk at great lengths about this and, and have many experiences about this in the threshold event. You can't bring guilt and shame with you into realization and some have tried and it just chews them out, chews them up, spits them out in, in something actually much more brutal than even going through the wall of fire eons of time ago. You can't bring that guilt and shame with you. The dragon also goes in and finds out where uh, the, the lies are, where the lies and the distortion. And you see, if you really feel into it for a moment, the biggest generator, the biggest um, yeah, generator of lies is guilt and shame. People build their lies around their guilt and shame. You could almost say the original lies were all about the shame and perhaps even the shame of being human. And that's kind of where lies started. When one is feeling terribly guilty and shameful, they'll lie to themselves. And then they'll lie to others and they create distortions of reality, distortions of truth. Now, it's not that that is necessarily bad, but what you have now is uh, many different layers of perception occurring and sometimes battling with each other. You create a lie, 
there was still the original, let's call it the truth, that's there. And that continues to go on. But now you have the lie story. So you have two stories kind of opposing each other, contradicting each other, unfolding. And then you add more lies on top of that and more lies on top of that. One thing after the other, and pretty soon you've got an old human ego that's based on many different stories, oftentimes about the very same thing, but based on distortions or lies that are occurring. And you can just feel right now perhaps what's, what's happening. You have all these stories, some based on deliberate lies, some based on kind of semi-unconscious lies, but you have all these going on at the same time, and you're trying to find truth because that's what somebody who is becoming more conscious does. They, they try to find truth. It's something very deep and compelling within people as they come to consciousness. You know, I've said to you that it's been a very difficult journey in many respects. Very difficult. And through all the trials and tribulations, at uh, the times you wanted to give up, at the times you wanted to just hide in the sand, there was something that brought you through, something that carried you to this point. It's the knowingness. It's a word I've talked about quite a bit, the knowingness. There's just that deep inner knowingness somewhere. You can't rationalize it in your mind. You can't justify it. You can't necessarily map it out, but it's an internal knowingness. And you would have said that, well, it's just, I know there's more. How about, how about this? I know there is my truth. I know there is my truth. It's there somewhere. I can feel it. It's there. In my quiet moments, I can feel it. That's something, that knowingness is the knowingness of truth within. And what happens is, as the dragon enters into your life, it goes after those things that are keeping you from your truth, from feeling it. Now, let's talk about your truth for a moment. You'll most likely never be able to define it in words, nor do I even encourage you to try. It is beyond words. The mind's not going to be able to qualia it. In other words, it, there's no mental association, but you come to realize that truth is a absolute feeling, a knowingness, feeling. It just comes over you, your truth that is different than anybody else's, different from any universal truths, different from all the external truth. There is a truth within you. It's not your history, no, it's not, not like a history of who you really are. It's just a truth. And it's been part of you always. Always, always. Even when, even when you were out of truth, it was still there. Even when your perception was limited, it was still there. There's that truth within you. And that is what FM really tied into. 
when he's talking about how do we open this gateway, this communication portal? How do we open that up between the human and the master and the I am? How can we bring this soul communication to the human level, to the everyday level? And really where he went in it, which doesn't actually sound very software programmy, but to truth. When one becomes aware of their truth, which is far greater than any words that can be stated, when one allows their truth to touch them, that is when you become very, very aware beautifully aware of the communication of the master and again don't expect words but expect the song the feeling the knowingness truth is actually a sense and it's one of the most uh, confusing senses of all you know we talk about the angelic senses 200,000 senses or more and we've gone through some of them in the Shouds and certainly in Kihak, but truth is actually a sense, but it's very, very different than some of the others. Remember, sense is a way of perceiving reality. A sense is a way of perceiving reality. And don't confuse it with human feelings uh, or even the human physical senses. A sense is a way of perceiving reality, and there are many, many, many ways to do it. Uh, and you can do it not just using one sense at a time, but multiple senses. But truth becomes uh, what I say is the most intimate sense of all. It is the sense of you. Truth is the most unique sense of all. And truth is the thing that one seeks once they become more conscious and aware. It's that inner calling that you felt in your awakening. Something deep, something inside calling. And it's simply truth. Your truth, not the truth about the universe. Nobody will ever find that because there isn't any. That's like a great distraction, the great Machio trying to find the truth outside of you. But you come to this point and you realize there is a truth within. And this is what FM really hit upon in his research. How, how do we open this communication link with the master and the I am? It's through the pathway of the sense of truth, your truth. The dragon will help clear out those things that are not in truth. The dragon will help you recognize uh, that what is a story based on a lie. And yes, you could philosophically argue it's all a lie and that it's all truth at the same time. Let's just, let's just agree that's how we'll position it. It's all a lie and it's all truth. But that's different than your truth, your inner truth. What we did in our Marab last month was to start to bring this, your truth, in. 
And I'd like to continue with that in the Marab for this shout. Let's take a deep breath. And we'll play a little music in the background. That's all about your truth. A knowingness. A sense of truth. Truth is a sense, a way of perceiving reality, starting with your reality first and then expanding out. Truth becomes this most simple, the most profound thing of all. As you feel into your truth, your personal truth, remember, don't even try to put it in words. I ask you just to sense it, to feel it, to know that it's there. Don't try to put it into words because it'll only go mental. It'll confound the mind. Uh, it'll start taking you down those rabbit holes and dead end streets. So don't even try to put it into words. Go beyond that and feel into it. Your truth. is not needed to know exactly what it is to define it right now. Certainly not to put it into words or mental constructs, but simply to know it's there. Take a deep breath, feeling into your truth, a truth that belongs to nobody else, nothing else. And a truth that can never be taken away from you. It cannot. Even with all the lies from yourself and from the world around you, that truth can never be taken away. Take a deep breath as the truth also opens up the communication between the master, the human, and the I am. And it's not again to find uh, to define your truth, but rather to simply know that it's there. That is that is enough to know that it is there. And it is. But you've gone a long time, many, many, many lifetimes looking for the truth outside or even trying to get to the truth inside, but getting lost in the chaos and the complexity of all the stories, all the lies, all the distortions. Truth is a sense, the most intimate and personal of all senses. And I ask you to take a deep breath and just know that it is there. That's all. To know that it is there. And to know that someday, someday very soon, that this truth will not only connect you at deep, deep levels, 
to the master and all the wisdom and to the I am. But this truth will connect you to energy, energy itself. This truth will create that relationship because it is truth. And truth and energy, oh, they are, they are like a beautiful couple. They are partners. They know how to dance together very, very well. Take a deep breath and know that your truth is there. It has never left. It has only been forgotten. It has never been diminished. It's only been overlooked. Take a deep breath and know that your truth comes back now. And with this truth, it, it opens up all the communications. With this truth comes also that new relationship with energy, the Amyo life. Take a deep breath and know that your truth is with you once again. Allow yourself not to even have to define it. That's the beauty of the sense of truth. Perhaps later on, in a poetic kind of way, you might want to uh, write about it. But right now, just allow yourself to know that your truth is there. It is a sense. It is a way of perceiving reality. It is also a way of letting energy come to you. Truth. Perhaps the most efficient connection between the human, the master, and the I am. Truth, something which is very, very difficult to describe in human words. It almost becomes a lie then. So be well in knowing that you can just feel the truth and know it's there. Truth is something that you never ever find outside of you, out in the universe or buried somewhere deep under the earth. Truth only comes from within. Allow yourself to realize that your truth is there. It's right here. was never lost, it was just kind of forgotten. 
And as it was forgotten, you got out of touch with the Master and the I Am. We talked in Pronost and also extensively in the Threshold events about looking the dragon in the eye. It's really about looking your truth, looking at your truth in the eye. If there are distortions, if you are burdened with guilt and shame, you won't let yourself look at the truth. Once you go beyond all guilt and shame and need for suffering and being a slave to energy, you come to the point where you can now begin to look at your truth, begin to feel your truth, and to know your truth is with you. This is what brings the Amyo life. Remember, truth is a sense. It's not a judgment. It's not about what's right or wrong. It's simply a sense, perhaps the purest way to perceive reality. You also start to realize truth is not something that you want to um, bring out to external eyes. It's that flame that glows within. It's not about bringing your truth to the world, inflicting your truth, but yet the radiance, the light of your truth, once brought into consciousness, once remembered, it shines out onto the rest of the world. You're not trying to make it external, but yet it just shines out onto the rest of the world. Take a deep breath and know that your truth is there. In spite of all the overlays of stories and lies and self-deceptions and distractions and searching externally and everything else, take joy in knowing that your truth is there. I remember don't even try to define it, to put it into words right now. It's a sense. It's a feeling. Let yourself feel it. Let yourself feel your truth. Feel no shame in it. Feel no shame of yourself. Feel no shame for being out of truth. Take a deep breath and know that your truth is here now. And the truth also brings that communication with these new friends, with the new ego, what we call the we-go, with the master, with energy. 
Take a deep breath and know that your truth is here. Some of you may have that feeling that you weren't worthy of the truth, of your truth, up until now. Some of you may have the feeling that the truth was so far removed, so hidden, that you may never find it. Some of you may have thought that uh, the truth was just a philosophical concept. Until you get to this point on the path, you take a deep breath and you realize that your truth is here. It's back. And it will never, ever, ever go back into hiding. You might have some days of what you would call uh, more of an awareness of truth and some days less, but it will never go back into hiding. It will never go back into the darkness. It will never be lost on you again. It will be with you for the rest of your journey and the rest of your Amyo life on this planet. Let's take a deep breath together. Here at Villa Amyo, Ah, the first of many shouts that will come from this beautiful place. With that, a deep breath into the knowingness that your truth is here. And remember that all is well in all of your creations. I am Adamus. Thank you. And so it is. So I invite each of us to stay with the good deep breath, to feel in to this new truth, each of us in our own. Take that good deep breath. Really allow this integration of this material, this amazing information, the words, the energy, just breathe it in and feel it. Breathe and feel the beauty that we create. The presence of Amiel, breathe that in. Be with the good deep breath. Thank you for being here at the Shoud, here at the Villa Amiel with us. Thank you always for being here. Thank you to Jeffrey Hoppe for being so bold and channeling Adamus Saint-Germain. Special thanks to FM, a.k.a. John Kaderka, and I'm betting it's Frequency Master, but we'll see. So with that, thank you, and we'll be back the first Saturday of March. Thank you for being a part of the Shout and the Crimson Circle. Thank you.
She don't like her eggs all runny She thinks crossing her legs is funny She looks down her nose at money She gets it on like the Easter Bunny She's my baby, I'm her honey I'm never gonna let her go He ain't got laid in a month of Sundays Caught him once and he was sniffing my undies He ain't too sharp but he gets things done Drinks his beer like it's oxygen But he's my baby and I'm his honey Never gonna let him go In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts Dancing in our eyes She thinks all my jokes are corny Convict movies and make her horny She likes ketchup on her scrambled eggs Swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs She takes a licking and keeps on ticking I'm never gonna let her go He's got more balls than a big brass monkey He's a whacked out weirdo and a love bug junkie Sly as a fox, crazy as a loon Payday comes and he's a howling at the moon But he's my baby, I don't mean maybe Never gonna let him go In spite of ourselves We'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds Honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike Our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes In spite of ourselves, we'll end up sitting on a rainbow Against all odds, honey, we're the big door prize We're gonna spike our noses right off of our faces There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. In spite of ourselves.